I'm Brandon Zerby and welcome to the My Health Sciences Weekly Podcast where I bring you topics each week in fitness, nutrition, sleep, cognition, finance, and minimalism to help you become healthier and happier. This week I'm covering how to read a nutrition label like a dietitian. Let's get into it. What I'm about to say may seem hard to believe, but it's true. A study was recently published in the Journal of Nutrition Education and Behavior where they quizzed participants on the meaning of the food labels best if used by and used by. Despite the participants feeling confident that they understood the food label meanings, only 46% of participants knew the correct meaning of best if used by, and just 24% knew the correct meaning of used by. And if that wasn't enough, the study then educated the participants on the food label meaning and quizzed them again only to find that nearly half of participants still didn't understand the correct meanings. And this got me thinking, if those two food labels can be so easily misunderstood, then understanding a full nutrition label might seem like rocket science. So today, I'm going to detail what a nutrition label warrants our attention and what can be ignored. Let's start off by establishing that the best foods are whole foods. Whole foods are unprocessed foods that we could grow in a garden, like apples, carrots, lettuce, peas, and sunflower seeds. And each of these foods has a unique combination of vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, and phytochemicals that make them extremely healthy. Because of this, these whole foods don't require a nutrition label in stores. It's why you can get your bananas without any packaging or ingredient labels. But as soon as food undergoes some type of processing, like carrots being turned into carrot juice, then it warrants a nutrition label. And as food undergoes processing, it tends to diminish the nutrient content in the food. Therefore, it's healthiest to buy food that has undergone the least amount of processing. Now, it's difficult to live off of whole foods entirely. For example, sometimes it's easier to buy cooked and canned beans or peanut butter rather than having to do that processing yourself. So while unlabeled whole plant foods are the gold standard, minimally processed foods can be great options too. Now, when we're buying these processed foods is when we'll see the standard nutrition label. And this label includes a lot of information from serving size and calories to micronutrient and macronutrient breakdowns. And if you're not super into nutrition, all this information can be overwhelming. It's information overload and companies can manipulate their ingredients to swing the numbers. So here are the basics. Calories are the amount of energy in the food. And if you're eating a whole food plant-based diet, the calories won't matter that much. It's pretty hard to overeat on calories if they're coming from broccoli, strawberries, and pumpkin seeds. So generally, I tend to ignore this number. Total fat is worth considering, but it doesn't really tell us if it's healthy or unhealthy fat. Instead, the ingredient list, which I'll touch on soon, will tell us if the fat is coming from a whole food source or if it was added. Added fat is what we want to avoid. We also want to avoid added saturated and trans fat, which are known unhealthy fats, but in most whole plant foods, saturated and trans fat doesn't really exist. Cholesterol, I never look at because it's only found in animal-based products. So if you're eating a whole foods plant-based diet, then cholesterol is something you'll never have to worry about either. Sodium is a crucial factor though and warrants our attention. It's nearly impossible to be sodium deficient because the whole foods that we eat contain all the sodium we need in our diets. So any added sodium raises blood pressure and heart disease risks, which is why added sodium should be avoided. Carbohydrates are similar to fat in that it doesn't tell us if they're healthy or unhealthy carbohydrates. Same with sugar. And while fiber is good, whole plant foods will provide us with all the fiber we need. So really, it's most important that we look out for sugar that could have been added from processing as that's what we want to avoid. We also want to be careful of refined carbohydrates, which is a process that removes the fiber. But again, we'll know more about that when we're using the ingredient label. Protein again doesn't tell us if it's healthy or unhealthy protein. 
And I mean, honestly, most people are eating protein in excess, so I don't look at this very much either. And the micronutrients can be largely ignored too, as it rarely tells the whole story. I mean, they usually display four micronutrients out of the thousands of important vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, and phytochemicals our body needs. Instead, a variety of whole plant foods with proper supplementation will do. But really, I should point out that there's an even more important step that should be performed first before looking at the nutrition label, and that's looking at the ingredient list. I always look at this list first to get an idea of what foods I'm consuming, what processing has occurred, and what junk has been added. You should be able to recognize this list too. For example, if you are looking at Jif peanut butter, you can see the first ingredient is peanuts. This is good, and it's easily recognizable. But what comes after that is added sugar, oils, salts, and something called diglycerides, which <laughs> I have no clue what that is. And then we can use the nutrition label to see how much sugar, oil, and salt was added to the peanut butter. And the key here is, we obviously want to eat the least processed versions of food. So in this case, the Jif peanut butter isn't too healthy. It's stuffed with ingredients that get us to overeat calories and undereat micronutrients. Therefore, you'll have better luck with the once again peanut butter, where the ingredient list shows one ingredient. All we see are peanuts, which we know are whole foods, and it's good to go. You don't even need to use the nutrition label in this case, because this is the least processed, most optimal peanut butter available. The other thing to watch out for besides added salt, oil, and sugar is refined grains. Refining grains is a process where the fiber and other important nutrients are removed from the food. Once this has been performed, the carbohydrates are like a glucose injection into the bloodstream, causing your blood sugar to spike and your body to start storing fat. And you can tell when grains have been refined because the ingredient label usually says enriched or refined. On the opposite end, unrefined grains will usually include the term whole, like whole wheat flour, and ideally, some label may say 100% whole grains. So to summarize, first use the ingredient label to identify what junk has been added to foods and what's been refined. And second, use the nutrition label to identify how much junk has been added. This will allow you to identify the least processed and healthiest versions of food around. So here are my final thoughts. It turns out there's a lot of information on food labels where rocket science may actually be useful. And while I didn't cover every aspect of the food label and all the ways companies can manipulate them, this basic process is enough to make informed and healthy decisions. First, look at the ingredient list to identify which foods you're eating, if any refinement has happened, and what junk has been added like salt, oil, and sugar. Then use the nutrition label to see how much of that junk was added. This two-step process is fairly straightforward once you get the hang of it, and it allows you to identify the least processed foods. And the less processing a food undergoes, in general, the healthier it is, allowing you to eat a healthier and happier diet. Thanks for joining me on the My Health Sciences Weekly Podcast, where I bring you topics to improve your health and happiness through sustainable, evidence-based, healthy habit change. If you like to receive weekly updates on the three most important things I've read, watched, and listened to within the past week, sign up for the Miles Sciences Weekly Newsletter. Those on this list will never miss any of the latest and most important information I share about health and happiness. And if you're interested in taking the next step in your journey to health and happiness, check out Miles Sciences Plus. This monthly program provides you with the exact recipes, meal plans, workouts, and exercise programs I use to get and stay in the best shape of my life. Thanks again, and I look forward to talking with you again next week.